up, Jack. I get to say what I've wanted to say. Club going up on a Tuesday. <laughs> just, I just realized like two minutes before we started that I could make this stupid oh my gosh. Thing, and I'm very happy about that. I, He's Jack Mitchell. I'm Josh Peterson. Thanks for joining us on the IED Club. What I, up? I haven't thought about the on a Tuesday thing for like seven years. That used a to long be time. Uh, that used to be our bit on the on the Grum. I because Stibbs and John hated it, and so I would play that, and they got really mad at me. So I, I, it's been a while. It's been a while for me too. It's been a while for me too. Uh, we appreciate anyone who is joining us, of course, live here on the Discord server. If you were listening at a later date and you were saying, "Wow, this conversation, wow, hot, so incredible, it's hot," I wish that I, I wish that I could have been there live. You, friends, you can join us live. All you got to do is become a patron today with new tiers. New tiers. $3 tier, $5 tier, even a $10 tier. You can join us today at patreon.com slash i80club. And uh, update on the board members, the the, uh, the the newest tier, the hottest tier in all of Patreon, many I'm told. Saying. Many are many are saying that. Uh, I wanted to get an update here in terms of we, we we said initially we were going to cap the amount of board members because you know like a board a board mem- a board at a business or a, a club I guess right they would uh, they you know they wouldn't have like four thousand people on the board it's a set number Correct. it's a small number yeah. so we yeah. started up we said and we also didn't you know know what kind of response would be but the things we wanted to do with it we wanted to maybe do in a smaller group so we set twenty. Uh, last I checked, Josh, we had 17, uh, we of 18, 18 now, 18. two yep. spots left, two spots two, left to join the board two, and it may, may not last to the end of the show. Yeah. The way that, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have said that a, uh, a week ago or whenever we did this, but it's a little bit more popular than I expected. So yep. Jack uh, is a doubting Thomas. He I'm a doubting like, Thomas. People yes. want to listen to our show. He I am want to listen to us comment on games live. That's so weird. I still will, Josh. Okay, I will never understand. Hold on, hold on. I think we are, we are, and can be entertaining at times. I would say, I can fathom that. I can fathom people thinking, "Hey, that's kind of you know good content." I would listen to that. What I can't fathom, Josh, has nothing to do with me and you. It's yeah. I don't care if it's I don't care if it's Al Michaels and the late John Madden. I'm not. I'm. I'm not listening to a game. That are the audience. Listen to John Madden from no, the grave. I'm not. I would. Not if he was. Game? No, no, Josh. Not if what? he was doing a podcast. Not if he was just talking about a game that was happening live, and I had to listen to it after it was live. You're right. If, if they. Great, what if, if, what if, if John Madden? This is incredible. John Madden comes down from heaven to yes. announce Nebraska's win over Iowa, and you could re-listen to his live commentary the next day on a podcast forum, and you'd be like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to listen to John Madden and Al uh, Michaels talk about just, the Nebraska-Iowa game. Maybe what? he could just, if he's going to do that, just write a blog or something. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we, we do have plans to do watch parties. I sent Jack an idea. Uh, hey, do you want to do one for the national title? And he's like, I don't know. Do you think people would like that? It's like, yes, people would love it. It'd be great. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, cool. Good. Yes, fine. I mean, I'm open. It's anyway, not that yeah, I'm John Madden It's not, not that I'm trying to get board member. It's not that I'm trying to get out of it. I just you I I never know, you know? Yeah. I, I never know so, yeah. if people are Anyway, uh yeah, we do have two spots left in the board. Jack, what what do people get if they become uh <laughs> Darren says Jack is the John Madden of Patreon. Many are saying that's a compliment or a, or a I, negative. That's uh, oh wow, Travis says we have one spot. Oh my gosh, Travis. Who took the who just, just took one? Board member. Who wow. just <laughs> took one? I'm really Travis interested. did. Oh, Travis took it. Oh, sorry. Yep, oh yeah, Travis now I get, now I get it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, uh, if, if you join it, by the way, very cool stuff. First of all, you get to support local, which everyone loves supporting local. Uh, but we will do a uh, – I, I don't know, Jack, what's the biggest benefit? I mean, the, the special unrecorded podcast yeah. once a month. I mean, that will be pretty cool. We yep. can decide when we're doing that on board meetings. Yep. Special board, special podcast. Take a look if you're interested. There's only one spot, so it's probably too late anyway. Yeah. But, um, yes, nonetheless. Uh, and then if you want to listen to live podcast, you can do that with the $5. And if you just want the podcast early, do it with the $3. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Where do you want to start today? Nebraska oh, basketball plays a game that was nearly unwatchable in the first half. It was so terrible. That was pretty bad. Then things bad. got better and looked more normal in the second half, although – Michigan State was still playing good enough, and Nebraska was still having enough issues of various things. They didn't yeah. really make up a whole lot of ground. Um, no. They did for a while, but then didn't. But honestly, the second half, the existence of the second half and the second half, like the first half looked like every previous Fred Hoiberg team. Um, it looked <laughs> it looked that yes. bad. Like they were not there to play. It looked like they weren't interested. It was weird because this team is characterized so much about effort. Second half didn't feel that way at all. So I oddly felt better. Uh, after the second half was over than when the the first half did. So I'll say that I'm I'm frustrated at the inconsistency in this team because there are times like when we were watching them last Thursday against Iowa where I'm like, man, this team, you know, they can really be a headache. And, you know, we saw what they did. We, we saw them take, you know, Purdue down to the wire and Purdue finally lost over the weekend, right? Or yesterday? When did they lose? One of these days. Yesterday. Um, R- Rutgers, yeah. Yesterday, yeah. My brain's just so tired right now. Uh, so that happened, like, and, and, you know, they did what they did to Creighton and, and then they'll have games like tonight. Um, and it's just like, okay. Yeah. Or at least like you said, the first half is certainly the, where things really went sideways. But <clears throat> I mean, even the free throws, I mean, that was, that yeah, was the free bad. throws were miserable. I mean, my goodness. Hearing, just hearing Kugler say, yeah, they're now three for 11 from the free throw line. Well, yeah. Like, the like there was one point when they had cut the lead to 10 or 12, and I was like, goodness, yeah. they should have six more points on free throws at least yes, exactly. at this point. And so you hit those, and this probably feels like a lot different game than it does. But well, Yeah, and they even joked about it late, you know, like, all right, well, Nebraska will be shooting free throws for the rest of the game, which he's like, <laughs> probably won't help isn't them. a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You yeah. Know, that sucks. Jer Kugler. So, Oh, did you want to see the team that has showed up multiple times this year? Yes. Not, not the one there have been a couple of times where they weren't there. The the vast yes. majority of the year they've been there, though. Uh, and they the schedule sets up nice now. They have got they go to Minnesota, uh, which is like by far the worst team in the Big Ten. So you would think it would be a time to chance to, to steal a road game there and then maybe kind of even out with the loss at Purdue and then try and hold serve after that. But So it sets up um, – Excuse me. I think that's uh, that's on Saturday. But yeah, if this team doesn't play, I mean, if this d- team Josh doesn't play that lights out, crazy effort defense and rebounding style, they're yeah the limitations on offense. They're just it really shows itself. They're not going to be. They're not going to beat really good teams. They're yeah. they're just not. They can when they but they pl- they've got to play that brand. And it looks sometimes that's the interesting things, Josh. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but like when they're in that really good defensive and rebounding mode, they're exhausting to watch. It looks like they are exerting so much effort and energy out there that if it's a finite resource, it's gonna start to wear out at some point. Uh, and maybe that happens over the season in in some ways rather than game to game necessarily. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't I it's it's still hard to think that you know they're not 
they're not kind of in a place where there's a lot that's a gravy right now just because of how good it started. But but at some point, you're going to have to start winning games in the conference if you want to talk about preseason uh, into February and in a, or excuse me about postseason. Um, yeah. You know, late into February and in the end of March because you got to be in that at that 500 place. And you know, you're one and three now. You can't get to one and four, uh, basically. But yes, they did. Yeah, do no, create you know, me. I. I, I I got uh, I got caught up on some of my my uh, reading from the last you know few days that I just missed out on when I was you know off from work and I had a couple articles a couple columns from Dirk saved and you know the second one in particular was about that idea of like okay what what can this team do and you know so it's weird reading that this morning and then seeing their performance tonight yeah. I, I still think they're gonna get another pelt on the wall um, because I think that they like you said that defense that they play I think that it can do that. Um, but you know, may, I don't know, postseason stuff. I wonder if, if we maybe got a little too over our skis last yeah. week after the win over Iowa. Yeah. Uh, and the, the time the defense has looked very much, you know, uninspired was this first half against Michigan state. And then I think really a lot of the game against Kansas state too, was the other time that it felt that way. But both of those teams couldn't freaking miss. Holy crap, man. It is just like, you know, contested mid-range jumpers, they're all going in. The threes from the corner feels like they're all going in. Um, yeah, Michigan State. Michigan State looks really good. Honestly, Josh, Michigan State looks really good. And now that Purdue lost, like, I think Purdue probably is the best team, but I don't know that I think they're the number one team in the country. So I don't know what the hierarchy – it's so hard with Big Ten basketball because, you, you know, you're a third of the way into – football season and you feel like you at least have some tears in your mind of of the quality of the teams I feel like I can barely do that in the Big Ten at all uh for right now other than Minnesota's probably pretty clearly the worst Purdue's probably the best and then in between that I don't know we still got a lot to learn here yeah it just is it for you is it just not seeing those teams a whole lot yet yeah that's yeah that's part of it but it does still kind of I mean it's early. It's early, obviously, yeah. but yeah. it does feel like you don't like match up two teams and feels like I have no hard, hard time telling you who's a favorite uh, with a lot of, by the way, Creighton up 27, 12 on Seton Hall. Yeah, dude, they're killing them right now. They're on, like, I think a 17 to two run. Thank goodness. They're, shoot, they're shooting well thank, from three again now lately. Thank goodness. I'm glad. Maybe got to help out that, that, that net ranking. Creighton right is back. Creighton uh -huh. is back. Maybe okay, Iowa will come back. Creighton. Now. They did beat it. They did beat. How about that, man? Like, no matter what happens this season, and I, look, I, like I just said, I don't think they're going to be like a postseason team. But man, you got a win over Creighton and a win over Iowa in yeah. the same year. You know, so that's going to be feeling pretty good. Maybe should have no should have should have a win against Purdue. Should have a win against Purdue. Against Purdue, sure. Uh, and uh, really, really, really ridiculously tough schedule though. So. Uh, like, anyway. remember when you put that list we've talked about before? You put the list of, like, yeah. happy Husker moments, and it's, like, a bunch of sadness and crap. Well, they have three of those in the last three, month and change. Three That's in the last – three since Thanksgiving. And, yeah, man, you and had a good time. I don't think they had had one for three years before that. That no, made my – It had been a while. My happiness like list. Baseball, right? Like, they beat Arkansas that one time. Yeah. it. I mean, but there, there really were – we went through, and I found, yeah, that was – what was it, 25 moments or 20 moments since the summer of 2015 it was. Mm -hmm. So over eight years. And now we have three more that would probably three. bump other things off. I would say all three of those probably Plus, I mean, would. you got a huge hire. They, they're they hiring a, a wide receiver coach who is, like, barely older than your oh, son. That's got to be pretty cool. That's very exciting. Goals, goals for uh, Johnny to strive he for. And, uh, he and Casey Thompson probably went to high school together. 
Isn't that nuts that he is he is younger than Casey Thompson? Is That's he actually crazy. younger than Thompson? Is that he's right? Young, yeah, he's not even 24 yet. He's That's still 23. crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. What? Do you, are you? I, I mean, I saw some people freaking out. I saw some people defending it. I don't know that I have a real strong position at this point other than still generally thinking, crap, I thought he had tons of money to spend on these guys. I thought this that, you know, meant I thought that meant sort of a different type of strategy in this whole thing. So generally, I still feel that. But um, Josh, what do you think about the hires that were announced today? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like I guess I've been a little bit of a broken record on this. And that's, you know, giving him the benefit of the doubt. And, um, you know, this is what he did at Baylor. Right. And so it, in a way, uh, let me let me turn it around on you like this. Let's say that we never know the assistant salary pool. We never know it. Or it's not $7 million and it's like $5 million. Are you viewing these hires, do you think, a different way because you wouldn't have gone in with the baggage of expecting? Again, as we talk about every time that assistants get hired, we always mention you know, wanting to not have to go to Wikipedia and find out where they're from. And, and as, as I have said a bunch, like, I just think that that's kind of a fallacy. And so – I guess where is your frustration? Do you think more that it it th- these hires aren't quote unquote home run hires or big name hires or big salary hires, or that it is that they're like so young slash unknown that you're worried about them having to learn on the job? I think I it's I, I think it's more the the first one. I think like I don't know like there was this whole sort of uh, aura around the idea of oh big salary pool for the assistants big you're going to be able to do some things with that. Like, I feel you, like, I don't know, and I don't know if you negotiated for that, how big a deal that was, but I feel like you're not playing to one of your advantages for, or, 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 or like, going for that, and I don't know if that was something he went for or, 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 you know, if there was negotiation on that whole thing, but it seems like, it's like, why did you care that much about that if this was what you were going to do? Yeah, and I, that's a good, honestly, that's a really good point. I don't know. I don't know what ne- the negotiations were like in regards to the assistant coach's salary pool. Like, I don't know if that was something that, you know, was super important or because, I mean, it, you know, looking back, one of the things that seems like it was super duper important in this entire process was uh, the, the Carolina Panthers of it all, you mm-hmm. know, and the buyout and that type of stuff and, mm-hmm. and kind of how that salary was going to be matched. So, you know, I, I, I haven't been able to pin down, you know, what what was or wasn't important with the the assistant coaching pool you know i i'm trying to think of when he'll speak next it, it might not be until next month in in terms of like a normal media another, session when it's after the second signing another day another signing day yeah yeah so and they will at some point they're gonna have one of those you know hey media come and get to know all the assistant coaches and and they'll do one of those but yeah the philosophy of i mean look he did tell us that this is what he was gonna do you know he told us that this is what he was gonna do when, when he got hired. Now, Travis says, does some of the salary pool go to analysts, GM, et cetera, or is it specifically the on-field roles? So what, what was reported, and I believe this is the case, is that that assistant pool was for the 10 assistant coaches. Now, there was a little murkiness with if the strength and conditioning coach also fell under that purview. And I can't remember now if if they were under it or not. I for some reason I don't re- I think that they weren't under that. But I, I think that these other you know the analyst type stuff is not under that seven million dollars. So I think that that goes away from. I don't, I don't know if I'm overplaying the age thing or not, but like there's a part of me that 
just in terms of like coaching just on field like teaching skills or or improving skills or tweaking skills and technique and those sorts of things like there's a part of me that wonders like can a can a 24 year old really do that <laughs> right that without like extensive coaching experience very effectively at least i'm sure he can to some degree from his own experience but like that's that's um i kind of wonder about that well and and, and a couple things real fast jb says i'd still be concerned about inexperience of some of the coaches even if i didn't know the assistant coach yeah i'm maybe would too but yeah and josh i think i mean look he's kind of making a joke but i mean he's right well to be fair his first choice for wide receiver coach was arrested yeah and that's true jeez you know he did i mean you want to talk about a weird you know a weird story and and you know whatever happens um you know with the the new receivers coach with garrett mcguire you know if what if he turns into this like incredible coach and eventually as a head coach like we will look back at this moment like wow holy shit he got the job because of yeah. a, a circumstance that of course he had well, no part in um yeah but, but uh like so we have seen nfl coaches that are super young coach position groups and, and look i'm gonna i'm gonna throw out some names that i know are heavy hitters and you're gonna be like okay don't compare garrett mcguire to super bowl champ you know, Sean McVay, but Sean McVay was a tight ends coach for Washington in 2011. He would have been 25 and he was coaching tight ends coaches at Washington. He was their OC in 2014. So he would have been 28. And again, like I, I know, I know who I just compared McGuire to. I know who I compared Barthel to like, so it's not lost on me. I guess the point that I'm ultimately trying to make is if you are that type of guy, if you are that type of coach and you are that good, I think that, you know, as long as you earn the respect of the, the coaches, then I think that you're you're going to be good. I mean, what's Mc, McDaniel with the uh, with the Dolphins? How old is yeah, he? That dude, that talk about a guy who I guarantee nobody thought he was a good hire right at the outset yeah. of his yeah, career. He looks, he, first of all, he looks he, it, I mean, he looks like a nerd. Like, he, one of, like He went to Yale. He was a he was yeah. a wide receiver at Yale, I believe. Yeah, he was, th- and he looks he was like 39. that. Yeah, so he was hired. He looks as... like he's he's thirty nine. He looks like he's about twenty eight. Seriously, he looks like he, he he could come and work in radio. He he works looks like a podcaster. I, the first time I saw him, I was like, that cannot be the head coach, like because yeah. I didn't know at the beginning of the season because I didn't know what he looked like. It was like unbelievable. I was like, that dude is not the head coach. It's and crazy. He was twenty three when he got hired by the Houston Texans when he became a wide receivers coach for Washington in twenty thirteen. He was 30, and he, I mean, him and, and McVay and, you know, Kyle Shanahan. Right. Um, uh, the Vikings coach, isn't he young? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, dude, they're they look all, so, some, I mean, they're, These coaches look so freaking young these days, Josh. Yeah. I am they, getting well, old. Well, that's the thing. They are. That's the thing. that they. I mean, they are young. And, and I-Formation says, hoping the wide receiver coach is an offensive savant. So I, I read a story today, um, and, and as I explained on the radio, I, I understand that, like, where this comes from, you know, that they, they, they can – you know, really paint a positive picture. It was from Panthers.com. This is when he got hired in <clears throat> 2021. So it's it, the story is about two years old. But, I mean, essentially, Jack, it's telling us this story about this guy and how his family is realizing he is going to be a football coach when he's like eight or nine years old. And, and look, could, that, could th- there be a lot of hindsight? It's 2020. Absolutely. But, I mean, when he's at Baylor, they're saying, yeah, I mean, he really was a coach more than a teammate to some, to some guys that were on Baylor. 
And mm. so I don't I don't know, man. He just he, there there is something about the way that they're talking about this guy. And I mean, he is a literal coach's son too, right? And yeah. so yeah. I mean, maybe the Texas maybe he coach, that. right? Maybe yeah, he is. You know, going to be a, a a type of dude. Who knows that? You know, turns into just an incredible hire someday. You know, Who knows? Or, or you know, soon, sooner rather than later. Going back to the wide receiver coach and the Mickey thing, yeah. you know, I was just and I think somebody made a comment to that. Can you believe? Like, and I don't know. It it would be fascinating to know. Like, do you know Josh or have any sense of before Mickey got arrested? Like where that negotiation was or what was ha- like, was he on the verge of being offered the job at least or not? Do you think so? I, there's, I've, I've been told like multiple things. One was that, that Nebraska offered him like seven figures. They offered him a million dollars a year. The, the thing that I was told was that he wanted more. It was like he, one person was like, yeah, Mickey wants 1.2. Another told me like, yeah, Mickey Joseph wants 1.5. And another said, Mickey Joseph wants 2 million. I don't know what the Whoa. truth was. Um, from everything that I heard, it was like the ball, the ball was in his court, and it was going to be his decision. And I, I know because uh, Aaron says he was interviewing for a head coach position, wasn't he? Yeah, he had talked to was it Tulsa? Yes, Jack, I think he had talked to Tulsa. Yeah, obviously there was the Arizona State stuff um, that was out there as well. I don't think that that you know the Arizona State stuff was that realistic. I don't even think the Tulsa stuff was that realistic. So I think a lot of it was going to have to be him agreeing to take the job and maybe take it for less money that he was offered. But if I remember right, the timeline of the situation, he was supposed to he was supposed to like meet with Rule the next day or that day to to like maybe finalize whatever was going to happen. And so, yeah. Hmm. There you go. All right. I don't know. Well, anyway, I mean, it's pretty crazy. I I I bring that up just because if if Rule was willing to keep him, it's just interesting if if Rule was willing to keep him before he got arrested and, and have him and work him onto the staff, you know, this is his experience. His background is like complete op complete opposite of the way that they ended up going with that position, which is interesting to see that rule was at least willing to consider both of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, all right. Fascinating. Uh, anything else you have on the, you know, me on assistant coaching hires. Hey, look at that. There was apparently an all-star high school football game today. Uh, scheduled on a, yeah, tu- a Tuesday after. Guys. I'm sure glad they got it prime time on Tuesday afternoon. Um, and and Nebraska apparently had uh, two huge uh, commitments on guys who had already signed. Do you see that they signed yeah. and kept it quiet? How cool is that? It makes sense as to why a lot of the tea leaves were like, yeah, Nebraska is definitely going to get these guys, and that like all these crystal balls are coming in, and they're definitely going to get them. And it's like, okay. When there's that much confidence, you know, I always wonder, does somebody know something? And then, sure enough, a guy commits, and it's like, hey, we already talked to him. Here's our story. It's like, oh, okay, cool. So that's why there was a decent amount of positivity on those two guys eventually choosing Nebraska. All right. Well, whatever. Yeah, Um, Josh points it out. Cam was accidentally added to the Huskers.com page weeks ago. That's right. That's how that one got out. It was like, hey, he has a roster. Oh. (laughs) It's already on the internet. I just don't remember that happen. That really happened. Well, I guess – because in part you had the February signing day was the only signing day at first and it really wouldn't make any sense at that point uh, because the announcements for the the games would have happened before that. But nonetheless, that seems good. You know, I have no idea, <laughs> no idea if these guys will pan out or not. So I don't have another analysis other than it's good to start building that that defensive front, especially I think, um, just because it it currently is a place where the cupboard is so bare. Obviously, they're probably going to need some depth right away. Some guys coming in early, 
Um, I don't know if these guys are going to be it or not, but of any position, that's where I want big recruits coming in right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, See what happens. Like, I just can't wait for this. Like, it it seems like now it's, like, really close to being done, and so that'll be nice. Yes. Yes. Um, All right. Uh, What else do we have sort of uh, football-wise? Oh, yeah, Josh mentions this. This is a good topic. Harbaugh talk. Harbaugh talk. It's the annual tradition, Josh. Every first week of January, every single year, there has got to be a tweet that says Jim Harbaugh is getting to NFL offers or going to get NFL offers, and sources tell me he will look very seriously at them, and he's very much considering them. How many – it's like every year that's – Come out and Ben said. Has said. it happened though? Because yeah, I, mean, I know it did. It did last year. I don't remember it happening any other years before that. Oh like, yeah, I think so. I oh, think wow, he's had dalliance with, with. Man, I want to well, say two years ago after the COVID year. I mean, he almost got fired, so he definitely wasn't looking to bail on the NFL. No one would have would have wanted him. Oh, now, I think I, I remember last year for sure. You know, he Josh points it out. He would have gone last year, but Vikings said no. Yeah, he met with them, and he thought that he was going to get an offer, and he didn't get an offer. Yeah. And so that, but I don't really remember this being a yearly thing before that. It's oh me, man! For the it, record, I think he's gonna. I think he's done. I think he's leaving. I great. Think, I think he's. I think he's leaving Michigan. Right. That yeah. that'd be just great. Um, he's scared uh, is of it home, is it the Broncos or the Panthers now? Well, that, those teams have been mentioned. Uh, the Colts have been mentioned. Obviously, he played for Indianapolis back in the day. Uh, Houston will be looking for a new head coach. A lot of people think. Uh, who else is out there that will be looking for a new head coach? So, I don't know, man. Like the 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 <laughs> JB Bill Moose Harbaugh and Meyer are running scared right now. Good lord, good lord. Travis <laughs> says, "Did you just say he's scared of rule?" Hell yeah, he is. He's absolutely scared of rule. How about this, Jack? Before we get back to to where Harbaugh could go, isn't it pretty crazy to think that if if this is true and Harbaugh leaves, the timing of it all? Like, imagine if Michigan is open at the same time Nebraska is. You know, like, do they lose the battle for Matt Rule? That's interesting. Does, does Michigan, Michigan even go after Matt Rule? Yeah. Yeah. If Josh says it, climbing would be my first call. That would be a hell. Oh, hell of a God. If they oh, God. Him, that the, would suck. That would be, of course, that would be the story. Nebraska gets a coach that, you know, I'm, I'm happy about, but they get two of my top three at the end to go to other rival schools because I had both. The, the, I mean, those were my two. Fickle and Kleiman were really the two I wanted at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be something. Listen to this. Listen to this headline from February 4th of last year, Josh. This is hilarious. Uh, this is from NFL.com. Michigan. Here's a headline. Michigan's Jim Harbaugh says Viking job interview is the last time he'll chase an NFL coaching job. <laughs> yeah. And then a, year, a literal year later. <laughs> a year later. He goes, yeah. yeah. And I had forgotten. Josh pointed out that he interviewed with them on signing day. I had forgotten that he. That yeah, this is on. Fe- was on signing day. That is baffling. Right. Yep. Just stupid. Like, you know, and I think it, it worked out for everybody, right? Michigan had an undefeated regular season. They beat all, they beat Ohio State again. The playoffs certainly didn't go their way. Minnesota has the worst point differential for a 12-4 and four team of all time, but they won their division. They're going to the playoffs. They're going to host at least one playoff game. Yep. That going for them, it worked out pretty well for both parties. Yeah. Yep. That's true. So, anyway, yeah. I, I, who else? I don't know. Off the top of your head, can you think of any – who else's names would get mentioned if there were an opening in in Michigan? For like Michigan, I don't know if Climate's man. sexy. Climate actually, Cl- Climate I would hate it if they hired him. I don't think he's sexy enough or sort of Michigan manish enough for for Michigan. 
Yeah, see, now that's a good point. I mean, I guess the counter would be he uh, he coached up in you know the Dakotas, which I know I know that's not Michigan, but it yeah, like- what are you talking about? <laughs> well, is that a positive? That's a midwestern. School. Oh, well, I mean, he's in. I mean, he's already in Kansas. What he doesn't get any more benefit being like Michigan if he was in North I don't Dakota. Know. Yeah, you're right. I I, I I'm a job. God, I wonder if there's really... somebody that they'll hire inside of Michigan already, and they'll just do that. They'll just hand the job off to somebody else. Oh, which no. is nuts to think that like Notre Dame did that, and what if Michigan did that too? It's like it's so funny, man. Like every year we we will debate like what's what's the best job in the country, and then like these jobs open up, and I think for the most part we're already all always like kind of let down by the hire. Like oh man, Florida's open. Who's Florida gonna get? And it's like mm-hmm. oh they hired the guy from Louisiana, and like look, I think Billy Napier is gonna be a good coach, but it's like Florida hired the guy from. Louisiana like we always I think expect the hires to be Brian Kelly to LSU or Lincoln Riley to USC right and even with the best jobs open it's like oh they hired an assistant who was already in the program cool right. good job everybody it's, right. I don't know it's just it's never what we imagine that's true be. you know that's what Notre Dame did um I don't know I and just in Georgia now look Georgia they the, the bet paid off spectacularly they hired a coordinator you know they hired a defensive coordinator who had played there sure but it's not like they got it they went out and got this proven guy you know, who, uh, who who had won a bunch of national championships. Okay, hold on. Just out of curiosity, I pulled up. I just Googled, like, replacement possibilities because I just want to see whose name. And, and I don't know. This is, like, the first one that came up is, like, fan-sided, so it may be worth nothing. They've got – and I have to watch a freaking slideshow to actually see it. Oh, uh, awesome. Uh, number five, P.J. Fleck. Number four, Phil Parker, the defensive coordinator for Iowa. No. No. Uh, Dave Aranda, number three. Matt Camp. Matt Campbell, number two. See, I mean, how many how many times have people thrown oh his name gosh. out there in terms of like, what if he went there? What if he went to Ohio State? Like, everyone uh, has always said that that was what Matt Campbell was holding out hope for. After all, after Nebraska basically decided Campbell wasn't good enough for them, or at least our fan base decided that. And, goes, and I'm going to guess uh, Trev decided that too. To be honest, uh, mm-hmm. that'd be mm-hmm. crazy. And then they're number one. Todd Munkin, the coordinator, no. for the, the offensive coordinator for Georgia. Yeah, not, yeah. not, not Jeff. Yeah, Todd not Jeff. Munkin? But it still belongs on the Munkin board. Interesting. Yeah. Talk, but, talk. of course, this is just fan-sided. One of the most – one of the most – Dude, that, you talk about trusted sources. That's tied in. Yeah, tied in uh, to Man, what's happening Michigan in the – Michigan hired one of those guys. I don't know. Of, of those five – Oh, would would Aranda be the only one I think to get people really excited? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Would I, people even get uh, excited for him? Yeah, those are that's something. Uh, that makes climate sound pretty good. See, yeah, that's the thing. I I, I would love if, if I were them. I'd love Chris Climate. I think that'd be a hell of a hire. Uh, looking hire. at an article, this is interesting. I got an article last year, Josh, uh, um, of when it was looking like he might leave last year, and they made the same article, but a year ago. So this is on CBS oh, Sports. This is Perfect. this is interesting. Josh Gaddis, the Michigan's and offensive he, yeah, coordinator, and, now he's at Miami. and he left. Number two that they have on their list, Matt Rule. Ooh, so sources, wow. here's what it said: sources are already indicating that Rule would be interested in the Michigan job if it comes up. And again, guys, this is last year. I'm not talking about last this year. year. Yeah, last year, the right former there. Baylor coach has been retained after a pair of five win seasons with the Panthers. Is it me or does cerebral program builder like Rule seem to be better fit in college? It's interesting. The other names they had at that time, Bill O'Brien, Matt Campbell, 
P.J. Fleck, Mike Hart, which is a Michigan running backs coach. Interesting. He's a yeah. running backs coach. Uh, Bill O'Brien, you know, there's a lot of rumblings about him actually rejoining uh, New England. Oh, okay. He seems yeah. he seems like a hire they would make. That seems kind of Michigan-y. I, I think so, too. Weird. I don't know. I can't quite that put my finger on why, but he feels Michigan-y. Well, he's coached, he's coached in the Big Ten, which everyone in this conference apparently loves, and it's like the biggest prerequisite of all time. Got to coach in the Big Ten or else get out of this damn league. Uh, so he's got that going for him. He's coached in the National Football League. He's a good recruiter. Um, he was Alabama's OC. Like, he's got a lot. He's got a lot going for him, doesn't he? Yeah. I, I think this is so weird. Or why are we talking ourselves at – not that you were ever against O'Brien, but, like, is, is Matt Campbell going to look completely differently in this search than he did? I mean, it's just no, going to be – Michigan hired Matt Campbell, I'd be like, that's that, – I'd say that's a gamble. If they got Campbell – got that right. Campbell the gamble. Campbell, That'd be a ga- that, we could call it that. It'd be the Campbell gamble. Yeah, and it would be like I uh, I'll, I'll just pose the question to you that I posed to everybody else during the entire coaching search: Has Matt Campbell peaked at Iowa State, or has he peaked? Has he hit his ceiling at Iowa State, or has he hit his ceiling as a head coach? If it's the former, great hire, Michigan. Props to you. I do think he's a solid coach and he can be a good developer. If he has hit his own ceiling, oof. Oof. So that's the thing with him. I don't. I don't know the. I don't know yeah. the answer. Yeah. I don't know the answer. I would rather have Chris Kleiman. I would um, too. I would too. For some reason, I just. I don't know. I just have a. And this is me just imputing sort of an aura about and a snobbiness about Michigan, where for whatever reason, I don't know why Campbell would be good enough, but Kleiman wouldn't though. Yeah, so dude, that doesn't make Campbell, any sense. Now I know you why you love him, but the bend of his bill, like, does oh, that God, seem very so... Michigan man to you? Yeah, oh no, that but it seems it's man? it seems beautiful to me. It seems like a man who knows, who you know knows how to make the difficult choices in hard times when you bend oh, your bill like that. That's what that says yeah. to me. COVID arrives and you look over at Matt Campbell and it's like, oh man, thank God his hat's bent that way. We're in good hands. He and Scott Frost, I'll tell you, you know, say what you want about Scott Frost's coaching career. One thing, one thing that was not affected by the golden tee was bending that hat balls on correctly. Every time. Every time he came out, Josh, he didn't take days off. From having that hat bill bent exactly he correct. He other stuff. He, he's yeah, right, the bill right. Hat. But listen, he could bring to the hat to the bar, right? He could, yeah. uh, you know, those sorts of things. That, wow, Travis says Scott Frost wore the ugliest, cheapest oh, looking hat. Screw you. Do not, <laughs> do not defame my coach with the perfect hat bill. Bend. Bring back Frost, says Jack bring, Mitchell. Bring, and he got two points on that? No, Scott Frost Frost. knew how to. Red hat for Frost always looked like he was going hunting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Look at me, everybody. I'm from Western. I know. I don't like the camo ones either. I would never wear a camo. I wonder why he couldn't recruit Omaha when he showed up wearing that hat and a huge ass dip in his mouth. It really stuns me that he couldn't recruit Omaha very well. You guys can say what you want about Scott Frost, but one thing I will not listen to is any more slander about his hat bending skills. I did, dude. That's over the line because I disagree a little bit with Travis. Um, on the ugliest, cheapest looking hats, like I am not a fan of the camel ones. Yeah, I did like, I did like the hats in year one, and I know you and I own those hats, so mine is yeah. got like kind of bent wrong in a move, so I haven't worn it in a couple of years. 
but man, those hats he, were sick. He occasionally busted out old Herbie. Yeah, old Herbie. He busted out old Herbie. The old style, like NU one, was fine. That was good yep, for sure. That was good. They had area codes. People forget about the area codes. Hey, did he ever say why he took the area codes off the kids' helmets? That's no, we that, th- we that needs to on, be in the on book. The at the end of last year, that's like a huge thing that I still want someone to do. <laughs> Me recently. too. I have the I weird need the story. <laughs> Josh, I randomly think about that like once every three week, it's three so weeks when I like when I have to write down and like, it's like right when I have to write down back. an area code that I don't know. I was like, huh. Speaking of this, why did Scott Frost ever take the numbers off? Yeah, because they asked him about it, and he didn't really have an answer. And it was like, are they going to return? He's like, I don't know. And then they never did. No one ever asked him about it again. I, I should text him. Hey, Scott, why did you take the area codes <laughs> Right. Listen, I'm not going to ask you about the Rayola recruiting trip. Yeah, or the Or I'm not going to ask you about, about missing me- uh, meetings in Ireland. I want to know about those zip codes. That's what that's or area codes. Though. Sorry, area codes. Zip codes is five digits. That's very. That different. would be hilarious if instead of area codes they moved to zip codes Dude, on the helmet. Hold on, hold on. Have I told you the story about my uh, my zip code shirt before? I don't think the, so. Okay, you'll enjoy this. this. Is sorry. This is quick. Sorry for the diversion. But when I, <laughs> I'm such an idiot. So when I was in uh, getting ready uh, to go to like football camp the summer uh, of my before my freshman year to go play football. Uh, for East, and you have a, they have camp during the summer that you, it's like kind of like extended practices. Um, but before we went there, we were going shopping. I think we were at like Target or somewhere, and they had these shirts there that said that had all of the zip codes in the city. Like you could buy one, it would be like it would like say the city and the zip code you lived in. And I don't know why my ninth grade brain thought that was that was so cool and that was hilarious and that was that was something that I wanted. So I, I got one. I, my mom bought me one or something, and I wore it to the first, like, football camp night that we had to go to. What I didn't realize was that it was supposed to be, like, a takeoff of the Beverly Hills 90210, uh, like, logo. <laughs> said Lincoln, Nebraska, 68506, like that. And I got, I got absolutely roasted the entire time for my zip code uh, shirt. So I was gonna, sorry, it was, that was kind of a stupid movie, stupid what a uh, weird story. story. I know. All right. So anyway, where were we at? Where were we at? We were t- uh, talking about Scott Frost in the area codes. Okay. Hats. Okay. Oh, in Michigan, Michigan. That was right. Matt Campbell. That's how this yeah, all started. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Uh, be a rabbit hole. Uh, all right. Uh, I we probably uh, you know I'm I'm just kind of curious. I didn't get a chance to listen to you much today, Josh. No offense on, on your radio show, but I bet you didn't get a chance to listen to me either, so I don't feel that bad. But anyway, um, uh, I'm <laughs> thanks. I uh, I don't know. Just w- what did you say today on the air when you you had to talk about this this uh, you know, this tragic event last night? Yeah, it's so. I guess the background on how I uh, how I watched it, or I guess didn't watch it. Um, so we we were out to dinner. We had a, a kind of a late Christmas dinner with her side of the family, and so we were in the car. We we're listening to the game. We get home, and it must have been Jack. It must have been the commercial break right before uh, everything happened. It says Josh doesn't wake up early enough to listen to you. Hashtag <laughs> That's <laughs> not true. I was up. Early. I was up at six something this morning. Uh, I just don't. Jeez. I don't listen to anything when I prep. Okay, um, sure, great. So, also, you talk about Lincoln News. I don't. I know. don't. I talk about things I you would like. I listen to Dirk and John every now and then. I listen to those interviews. Thanks. Thanks for yeah, thanks right. for finding yeah. a some occasional time. Yeah, I need to. to I just need it. to get it into a habit of downloading it's, those interviews. That's okay. Just whatever. Uh, so I I uh, I I get in. 
All right, I need to stop reading the chat because people keep making <laughs> jokes. I get in, and I I have a text from a friend as I'm like turning on the game, getting some sweatpants on. I have a text from a friend that was like, "Oh my gosh, I think it's like a serious, it's seriously bad or, or something." He's like, "The look on these faces." So immediately I knew, okay, someone got hurt, and I didn't know what it was. And so I just hop on Twitter and I go to like the the recent beginning of the feed because I figure people are going to tell me who got hurt. And so I I don't know how you react, Jack, when when you hear about an injury or you miss the injury or whatever. I Google what ha- or I Twitter what happened. I just search the name and I figure if I scroll, you- scroll long enough, I'm going to find the video. Oh, you, you mean that you don't mean just the information? You mean the video? I want the that, video. N- yeah, not at all. I want no part of that. For so, yeah, and John mentioned that today on the show too. He's like never seen the Kevin Ware injury. He, yep, me neither. He, me neither. Yeah. Actually, I mean, I think I, honestly, Josh, it's if it were a head injury, this is dumb. I don't know why I'm saying this, but like a head injury, I wouldn't. I would more want to see it. I think, yeah. but like a, a grotesque bone. leg ankle situation. No, I've never seen the Louisville guy. I've never seen. Yeah. I, I I can't I avoid watching you, you them actively completely. avoid those yep hundred percent and so mm-hmm. I I am I'm the opposite you know I I don't think it's like a sick twisted thing I would, at least I hope not I just want to know what happened so I I feel like I'm better informed and I could talk about it better um and so I I just search his name and I scroll 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 and I mean honestly it took a while to find it because it's obviously a lot of like oh my gosh I hope he's okay thoughts and prayers and 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 at this moment I'm still like okay what happened and so I find the video. And so I watched the video, and I mean, the, the craziest part, and this is one of the things I said on the show today, the craziest part is how mundane the play was. I, like you just said, you have not watched yeah. it. Jack, it is the most normal play. If I basically cut it off before it happened, you'd be like, that's the play? It would stun you. Because he, he, he gets up. He, honestly, he kind of like moves aside and avoids a guy on, right. on Cincinnati. And yeah. then he just freaking he drops. And um, so uh, I, I guess th- how the, the kind of approach that I had was, you know, I I was mostly quiet on social media last night. I really didn't have a whole lot um, to say in that moment. You know, some people when they're I don't know if grieving is the right process or right word for last processing. Night. Yeah. Yeah. When they're processing it, I think a lot of people, you know, I mean, we're all very opinionated. Right. I just didn't I didn't really have a whole lot to say. And I, I didn't want to. Up on there, I'll, I'll be honest, man. And I said this on the show today. There, because of kind of how cynical I am about this stuff, and how like the NFL missed no games for COVID. When when people started saying like they need to postpone this game, I thought to myself like, yeah, that's a really good idea. But no way the NFL is going to postpone this. This is the NFL. Like, what are we talking about here? And so I was pleasantly surprised that they did that. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. I watched some stuff for a little bit. Eventually, I got to a point. And this is well, this is going to sound so 2023, which yeah. I have to get used to saying. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to watch this anymore. So I turned it off. I went in our bedroom. I was like, I'm going to read. And what did I do? No, I just got on Twitter and I scrolled. Yeah. And then I'm just reading, you know, more opinions and I'm watching more clips and, and stuff like that. Right. So I don't know, man. It just, you know, the, the again, the, the, I get the, it. The mundane nature of the play, I think, is just the that's the worst. I don't know if that's the worst part. It's just it's a really shitty part and kind of a scary part. Because it, I guess it'd be easier to process if this was like a bone crunching hit. Yeah. Where it's like, oh man, that's a right. horrible hit. No, it's just well, a normal. It was a normal football play. The thing that's terrifying is, of course, that he's young and he's healthy, right? And yep. uh, and he's it makes it right. And I think there's at least a part of you that thinks, oh my gosh, if that can happen to him, what could happen to me or my loved ones out of nowhere, right? 
with health situations yeah. that you don't you don't know. And and I don't know. And 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 I, I don't know. Maybe the hit played a role in causing that. I know that can happen, but I don't know if no. I mean, it's not like an or if this is something that originated more neurologically. The question, well, yeah, I, you know, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I was just going to say that one, one quick thing. The one, one of the things, like, they, we still don't have, like, all of the exact information, but what happened to him, or I guess what a lot of doctors um, think happened to him is that he suffered, if, if I'm remembering, is it commodio cortis, uh, myocardial concussion? Like, and this happened, this happened to a player at Omaha North hmm. when I was. Oh, I remember that. In like a freshman football player or something? Yeah, I remember yes, that. he died. Oh, no. Died. I, oh, I, oh, I was thinking story. of something newer than that. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, no, so this player, this player, he was 16. He died of a blow to the chest while tackling a ball carrier. And I remember, I remember this is 2000, so I would have been 12. And the way that I understood it and the way it seems that that this, this happened is you, you get hit in like the, this exact – perfectly horrible millisecond of of time and it just whatever i don't you know i'm not going to try to explain it right. i don't know how right but that seems to be that's what a lot of people are are thinking happened you know, uh, so uh i formation says your heart stops i formation says commotio cordis uh it's a hit to the cordis it's a hit to the chest while the heart is in a vulnerable point in its rhythm which then causes an arrhythmia huh yeah okay yeah. wow uh th- and then you know and then you wonder josh I mean, with very little, obviously, zero medical expertise here, but I do have a friend um, who went through something somewhat similar, and the biggest concern with him, and he was in a medically induced coma afterwards, the biggest concern with him was whether he was going to have brain damage that either, you know, made him unable to have a meaningful life at all or to be severely disabled uh, after it. Um, And my friend actually got through it. It's incredible. It's an incredible story. But he, you know, he talks... He he had to walk with he has to walk with a cane or had to walk with a cane for a long time, and he talks and he kind of sounds like I'm sure he gets mistaken for being drunk all the time. He kind of talks like he's intoxicated, but it's got no actual effect on his cognitive ability. So it's like super, you know, it's it's weird because you hear him and he, you know, he slurs and those sorts of things. But he's, you know, he's uh he worked for he worked for SpaceX, um, and still has wow. that kind of a job now. So anyway, wow. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, it's, again, it's, it's scary for that reason. Um, you know, I, I, I talked to a few people today just like about, you know, what's, what's next now, you know, like that, the weirdest part about anything like this, and I imagine you feel this way too, is like you, you talk about this story, you talk about the incident, you talk about, you know, what it means for that individual or his family and, you know, like you, you, you feel horrible and then you're like, okay, so what happens now? And I, one of the things I think that I've really tried to do over the last couple of days is take in a lot of, like, former athletes, former football players, really. Like, I listened on the way home from work tonight. I was listening to Mina Kimes' podcast, and she she had Dominique Foxworth, and he, mm-hmm. he joins her every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was it was tremendous. And I, I, I really like Dominique Foxworth. It, he makes me think about things in different ways. But one of the things that he brought up was, like, you know, to get your health care, to get and, and former players get five years of health care. To get that, though, you have to play three seasons, and I think it's like one extra game. So you got to play three years in a game. And he's like, so this player is not, he doesn't get that. 
he and he's like that's not fair you know and and you know he laid out like obviously the, the sport has its risks and we understand those risks but the reward the carrot at the end of the stick is not worth what it is and, and I, I don't know I just I appreciated his viewpoint Josh says Ryan Clark and SVP were phenomenal couldn't agree more Ryan Clark was awesome last night and like that that just the compartmentalization you know, we, I think we think about it. I, I think about it a decent amount with football players. Just like, wow, it's got to be so crazy that your player gets hurt and then you get up and you got to go right back out there. But last night was obviously something different entirely where they're bringing out the, you know, defib and they're, I mean, yeah, basically bringing the guy back. Man, to life. I, yeah, it really affected. That's scary like, I don't know. It really, I think other people felt this way too, but like it affected me in a weird way. I guess maybe it should affect us in that way I but so. i yeah. think you know we but i mean you know the the reality of it is so even you know even celebrities people people you know people in 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 the public eye pass away um even tragically at times but i guess it was the combination i think it was the combination of it happening in real time and then just seeing the live reaction to everything in real time um well, yeah, and that's that the thing, that man, made it that had it have josh allen in right. his face and it's like holy crap! Yeah, you know, you right. Don't see, you don't see that. Yes. You don't see even even when a guy breaks his leg or even when a guy has a bad concussion. You know, it usually ends and and they just they go right back out there and they play the game. Last night though was it made for, and I I don't mean to use this word callously, but it made for the most unique injury experience that I've ever had watching a game. I've never seen anything like what happened last yeah. night, and I hope to never see it again. Yeah, and I don't know. You know, there was. You know, Hank Gathers playing basketball years ago uh, during yeah. a game. Something happened like that, too. Not that I was I was watching that. But, um, yeah, and then the other thing, you know, you were kind of getting to – you you got back to Twitter, but for there was a while where it was like, okay, I'm not – you know, this is not a good place for me to be right now. I'm paraphrasing what you said. But that, then there was the – like the constant piling on Skip Bayless was not that I think anything great of him, but it was just felt – it just felt gratuitously, you know, punishy at the time. I mean, I just – I did not care about hammering Skip Bayless at the time and pointing out what he was tweeting. So that was – that was just sort of – I don't know. I, it, I found it a hard time getting getting as riled up about that as other people were, given yeah, kind I of mean, the uh, given kind of the power of like, the, the trauma and grief that was happening. Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, people were very emotional. Um, you know, it, he, he – he eventually, I didn't see it until this morning. Apparently, he like clarified his comments and then he apologized for it. Well, kind of apologized for it. On I the watched air. it. It was JB it was weird. It was super weird. Don't thing. get me wrong. Skip's super weird and crappy, and I can't believe you'd pay him that much to do. I just had a hard time working up the rage about that last night that a lot of other yeah, people Yeah, and that's did. how I, I – I can't do that with him because that's his shtick, right? And, and I think JB nails it. He says, I do think Skip was trying to say what SVP said but worded it wrongly, but Skip has such a history of bad faith. Yeah, no I mean, it, that's fine. Him. Like any other yeah, day, I'd be sort of interested in, in burying him with everyone else, but at that moment I felt like so far down. It, and it wasn't that egregious even. That I felt like people hanging on that. I was like, man, that's a little much. How are you? I just think Whatever. I think everyone was super emotional. Yeah, you're you know? right. You're right. And and, and and it makes sense because again, right. that was you know because I saw a few people just say you know there was this there's this idiot in the YouTube comments today during our show and he's like this happened in 1971 and they kept playing. It's like Jesus Christ, man. It's not. It was sorry. It's a different era. <laughs> you right. know, it was 52 years ago now. And, like, uh, Brian Curtis of The Ringer said this a couple times today. I heard him on multiple podcasts. He was basically like, this happened in the social media era. 
And that makes this so different because if this happens in 1971, well, the broadcasters talk about it. It's obviously very solemn. I imagine the player, if, if they're bringing a guy back to life, it's there's a reaction on the field. But you know what? No one would be able to get their opinions out there to be heard outside of the broadcasters. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. just it's different. And, and, you know, we are obviously a very emotional society for better and for worse. And, you know, some people, when there's grief or they're grieving or they're just upset, they, they tweet through it. And other people, you know, I, I kind of viewed myself more in the latter. And I tried to share some of the good stuff that I found on social media without being super opinionated on it. Because, I mean, to be honest, Jack, I was just trying to figure out what I thought. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to put together my thoughts on everything, knowing, you know, immediately I was like, you know, this is uh, obviously going to be a horrible topic to discuss on the radio. Tonight. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, know, you and I, why we're doing the podcast tonight is because we were like, uh, I, I don't think this is the night to do Right. This. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I agree. The, I mean, the only other thing that I had like that, which hopefully you, you never have that when you're watching sports again, but I'm not like a NASCAR fan at all, but I happen to be watching the Daytona 500. This was oh, 20 hell. years ago when Dale Earnhardt died. Um, and they, I mean, if I recall, you basically found out on the air that it happened, um, if I recall. Um, wow. And that was, e- that even though the accident did not look, the, the crash did not look as bad That's as a lot of other ones that you'll see. But you yeah. could tell, it, I remember you could tell on that broadcast something was like super, super wrong. So that was, yeah, that was kind of sort of jarring like that too. But nonetheless, it and, and, you know, Josh, I don't know, and I know you're not supposed to talk about this now. Um, that was what got Skip Bayless in trouble. But they did, just news-wise, they did say they're not going to make up the game this week, which I have no idea how that was possible in any number of ways. Um, just logistically, emotionally, all of those things. I never thought that was a possibility. And so I don't think they're going to have any choice but to do just, I mean, and probably the right thing to do is probably just make this uh, – a no contest, right? I don't even know if that's an option because yeah, see, nobody's really I, I talked about this. You know, did you see the video of Boomer Esiason today on the fan talking about no. what he heard they could do? So he heard that they will move week 18 back a whole week and that the the Cincinnati-Buffalo game will get played this weekend and then they'll finish up the regular season, and then they'll basically get rid of the week, the bye week between the Super Bowl and the championship Oh, game. wow. I hadn't thought of that. Wow. Yeah. And well, so, I just, like, like when, if you're, when are the Bills, I mean. The, see, I know. That's can the, the Bills play this? If you're about. in the, if you're on the Bills and, you know, you still don't know the status or he passed away, like, are they, are they going to be able to play this weekend? Do they have to play this weekend? I don't know any of the answers to that, which it seems like that's at least got a decent chance of something that's going to have to be dealt with here pretty soon. Yeah, I just – yeah, and and again, I'm going to steal this point. I think it was from Brian Curtis. It's like, what's the difference between, like, okay, it's obvious that Buffalo can't play, you know, they can't resume that game. They they have to move forward. Uh, But, hey, Buffalo, we need you to play this weekend versus New England. Like, yes, I get the difference might be the location of the game, you know. They'd be playing in Cincinnati where it happened versus – I don't remember if the game is in New England or it's in Buffalo this weekend. So I get that difference, but like they're still playing. It's still the trauma of it being right. You know, one week later, like <laughs> not that, even part of me, not even if they, punt, yeah. if they punt on. Yeah, exactly. If they punt on, on the game, if they, let, let's say that they're like, the game didn't happen and they figure out, I don't care, forfeit, tie, whatever it is, no contest that that happens. 
that that th- th- makes me wonder if the if Buffalo be like, look, we're, we're just not ready. We'll see in the playoffs. Figure out what that's going to mean, winning percentage yeah. wise, with us. Yeah. You know, the Patriots are playing for a playoff spot. Obviously, seating and home field advantage. Like, if they're just like, screw it, we 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 just can't play as soon as this weekend. But you know, and I've said this word a few times today. Unprecedented. Yeah. I mean, we've never seen anything like that before. So, and, and and this is where the cynicism comes back. And I'll say, that just doesn't sound like something the NFL would do. Just because this is what the like they. I know, they right? Played on every day of the week right? during COVID, you right. know, like they powered through that. Whole, remember the game between the Saints and the Broncos, where yeah. they were down to like their, you know, wide receiver was playing quarterback. That's and they right. Didn't even have a I forgot about that. Yeah, so but it's like if they're like, willing to do that, I don't know, Josh. You know? I think this is going to come to a head at some point. That yeah. so far, the I mean, I know Troy Vincent did. What a, I don't know who was right on this, but Troy Vincent, you know went on the PR offensive and said, hey, we didn't ever say five minutes warm up and you start again. But Joe Buck was definitely told that. I mean, he said it like five times. So, so Dominique Fa- Foxworth, what he thinks is that it is like it wasn't a malicious thing, but it was more, well, th- that's what the rule is. And so it was probably like one of those, all right, guys, oh. you know, time to start warming up. But he doesn't think that it was like an edict from like Roger Goodell got on the phone and was like, I don't know. He kept guys. saying we've Get been up. told, I think, is what he said. But yeah, and, and so I wonder I wonder if if he heard that from I don't remember their rules guy. Their rules yeah, guy maybe. you know, told them like, Yeah, that's what they do. And and they, they I mean look, obviously someone had been told like you have five minutes to warm up because Joe Burrow was throwing the football again. That's so, true. Like yeah. that much is true. I just I I, I think I'm with Dominique that like it, it wasn't it wasn't again. It wasn't like Goodell getting on the phone and being like, "No, they, these players need yeah. to get out and play." Right? God, what he wouldn't you know, be? Yes, I I, that I didn't think either. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I didn't think yeah. there was communication from corporate. I mean, I think the. Re- I mean, if anything, the refs just, you know, they were trying to figure they out what to do. They were the probably handbook, making the right? call. Because they yeah, have seen right. horrible injuries. Exactly. And what happens after horrible injuries that pause games this long is. All right, you got five minutes. Get ready, yep. and then you know we'll we'll resume the game. Uh, yes, so I, I think wonder if exactly. One of those I think you I think you're right on that. So again, like I'm not even again. People really wanted to go in hard on the NFL and uh, for that, but I mean, again, we didn't even really know what happened there, and I think it's and, and kind of a case you're not John, ready for. John had this info this morning or this opinion, and 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 I know other people have said it too that the the logistics of if they would have been like games off. As they're trying to take him to the hospital, it would have been a That's shit. That's also true. That's a good and point. And so that, that that was a part of why, like, look, I mean, they look, they, they, they were taking they were taking the equipment off the sidelines well before it was even announced. Yeah. And so, like, I'm guessing that it was it was yeah. announced that the teams knew officially well before. We yeah. Did. I don't know. Um, yep. Last night for me, the rage merchanting was just hard to to join in at at, at any level. Um because that and it was just even and even if there, it was more justified, it, that was just not the to me, not the, the feeling that was easy to gin up in that I think sort some of, a of it, situation. You know, going back to skip, I think there is this benefit of the doubt that we do and don't give certain people. And I understand if someone's not going to give the benefit of the doubt to the NFL um, and Roger Goodell, because, mm-hmm. I mean, literally all the stuff we just said about covid that Thursday night football exists. Um 
yeah. you know, Riff just mentioned that the the Bengal staff players, fans, etc., now have had to see this and the Tua injury up close. Oh, that was them that too. Was, that, that was the was Bengals on a Thursday night in Cincinnati. Not uh. to mention Tua just had another concussion. So all that to say, I totally understand why someone would be like, "Fuck the NFL." I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But last night, it, I mean, in hindsight, it definitely there was preemptive anger for something that in the end wasn't the case. Um, yeah. And again, if that's, how, if that's how you want to grieve, that's totally fine. I'm not going to be upset about <laughs> it. But I think that, that that happened because it was pretty obvious that those coaches and players, they were not going back out there on the field. Yeah. Uh, you, speaking of the, the play, so I, I heard today um, that T. Higgins, so – uh, Justin Boyd is T. Higgins' teammate, obviously, Cincinnati. Boyd is a Pittsburgh guy, University of Pittsburgh guy, I, uh, and and perhaps was a uh, college teammate of Hamlin at Pitt. Now, I think Boyd was older, is older, but they might have crossed over a little bit. But they were saying, and I can't remember what show this was, but they were saying that, um, that Higgins had gone and volunteered at Boyd's camp in Pittsburgh, and Hamlin was another volunteer, so they knew, had known each other from that experience mm-hmm. together. Um, and you know, Higgins was the one obviously who, um, who had, who had made the contact there. So, yeah, I don't know. And it's, it, and man, there's just been nothing today really has there in terms of information on this. Dude, no, the, the, the family, they put out another statement. I can't remember if it was right before the show started or right after the show started. And it was, I mean, the statement was basically, you know, it was a lot of thank you for everything over the last few days. Um, or last day and when we have more information we'll let you know so right. uh, yeah that, i mean it that that's kind of all there is right now which that i one of my opinions is that's why we haven't heard anything else about what is happening next um because i think that they are waiting for any type of concrete information yeah uh, and it could be a while it really could be it could be a while yeah so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, that was that was tough. And and it's going to make the rest, you know, uh, this I, this sounds. Oh, yeah. Information read that his oxygen needs are down to 50 percent from 100 percent. Yes, that that was I think that's been reported right. in the last few hours from I don't remember if it was a family member or what. But it, I mean, it, it seemed like pretty concrete information. So, yeah, you, that, that was, that what was, Matt what Matt said is exactly what happened with my what we were exactly waiting for. With my my friend who went through this and was in a medically induced coma, he he uh, Matt asked if you wonder if he's under sen- sen- uh, sedation to ensure his intubation can do the good it needs to, and they have to wait to bring him out of that. Then you kind of see what he's like. That's what we always waited for when my my friend they were taking him out of a medical coma and you know just didn't know what you were going to get in any of those situations. So, ah, mm. uh, all right. Anything? Uh, how was your how was your uh, New Year's, Josh? Good. Like, good. do you get out? Um, do you get out and party? Do you hit the town on New Year's Eve at your age? We, we did. What do we do? We did go out. We we uh we went to uh, a bar down in Little Bohemia, and then we went to a brewery in Little Bohemia, and we came home and uh, had a great night. Had uh, some good drinks. Uh, just uh, it was us too. We talked a lot about you know future plans and places we're gonna visit and things we're gonna do, and so that was really fun. Um, yeah, it was it was solid, man. I mean, I'm guessing you felt the exact same way when you set that alarm. That, that time off went by way too fast. Yeah. Way too fast. Although, although I got into a mode, um, you know, during the holiday mode where all my sloth and laziness and gluttony and and all of that, where it just kind of felt like, okay, 
I feel like I need to have a day of like a norm. I need to have a normal routine day. It actually feels like a vacation now to do that. So like, I'm very excited. Like tomorrow is the first day where the kids are back at school. I'm back at work. Uh, Megan's back at work and, and we are having just like, right. I'm, I'm kind of oddly excited about the routine of just a day. The routine. Again. Yeah. 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 So. D- yeah. I started it- marathon training again today or yesterday. So oh, how did that go? Good, good. Ran nine miles yesterday. Ran eleven today. I'm feeling great. I'm uh I'm uh started my uh my newest of my attempts to uh, put together a eating plan that I stick to to lose weight. Uh, so I am now I am now of the things I've tried and had mixed success. By the way, I can give you a review of all of tons of different of diet all the diets. Yeah, I can. Uh, my newest one is I'm kind of excited about. It. It's like six small meals a day. Um, okay. But yeah, that yeah. but I love cooking, so I'm making tons of stuff ahead. Oh, nice. And it's all just like a healthy protein, a healthy carb, and then you have vegetables with three of them. And I'm trying to stay to kind of a calorie max on them too. But it's fun. It's like every two and a half hours, like all right, let's go. Hell yeah! It like for food. so like day one, I haven't screwed up one day into it. Um, you know, hopefully three weeks, five weeks later, we'll say I stuck with it, and that's uh, you're gonna say, Jack, you're starting to look hot, starting to look good. You're Especially with that baseball cap with the perfectly bent bill. Mm, and look at that. It, it all goes full, full circle. It does. It all goes full circle. It does. Uh, any other topics anybody wants to get to before we call it good? Well, I tonight? do. a quick reminder for those of you who uh, missed it and, and haven't had a chance. We, you know, we mentioned the new tiers earlier. Uh, let me check one more time. I think we just have one spot left in the, uh, the board member tier. Yeah. But we have uh, new tiers, and, and we're going to have very, very soon a new schedule uh, moving forward. Really, once we get past the uh, NFL Monday Night Playoff game, and by the way, Jack, I was listening to a Cowboys podcast today. One of the guys said that there's a rumor that the Cowboys are going to play the Bucks on that Monday night, and that sounds like my hell. So uh, can't <laughs> oh, that. we get to bring you, we get to bring them back the live streaming again. For Although I think for that, yeah, I think that we may just cool. actually have to put the. Oh man, uh, yeah. no, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Saturday or Sunday. We'll figure it out. Anyway, anyway, uh, once we get past the wild card game, we're moving to Wednesday. Yes. Wednesday nights. um, And we'll still do the Saturday morning coffee show. We're going to have some rotating stuff. We want to have guests. Yada, yada, yada. Plus the Nebraska ball pod. That'll be going on on Sundays. Yes. Hopefully we figure out all the recording stuff for that next time. Uh, But, yeah, patreon.com slash i80club. Only $3, $5, or $10 for one more spot. iFormation says we need a cooking channel on the Discord. I'm open for that. I would love to do that. Yeah, Somebody maybe. asked, what did they ask for the other day? Was it pop culture? Somebody wanted a pop culture really? channel. They could talk about movies and TV shows. I don't have a problem. Maybe we should have movies, TV. I don't care. We can do those. I'm just not doing a politics one. That's not that. Do, you don't want to do politics? That is a hard red line in the club. Hard red line. No we, politics. No, we are Stick not. Sports. We are not. We, I, this is my safe haven. This is my safe space from those okay. sorts of things. <laughs> all right yeah 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 but yeah uh so yeah patreon.com slash id club join us cool we have a great time these are hey, awesome you know what we didn't even do in like two weeks we didn't even do tonight what i wanted to do last night was go through the beginning of the college football schedule next year we can do that saturday morning oh, though yeah we'll do we that have, saturday we have or maybe that'll feel right to do during the national championship uh pod so perfect th- that might perfect. be a, to- a good time we'll, do, we'll get to it one way or the other we didn't even talk about bowl season either the excitement, bowl season, the playoff. We didn't even talk about the playoff. It was so good, yeah, Josh. Yeah, just mentioned at the very end. I know, but, yeah, it was so – we didn't really delve far into that, but those games were so good. We can hit that on Saturday. 
right, uh, cool. if we want yeah, to, we too. Those games were great. This was, man, man, man yeah, yeah, boy. And they're gonna, we're gonna add on, hopefully, uh, double, double the uh, the amount of good games with the addition to the new parts. Oh, more than so, that. I hope yeah. it more than doubles it. It's gonna be a twelve teamer. I hope that we get so like good. triple the amount of good games. Yep. Yep. <laughs> hard red line, right, now Jack. Communism Mitchell. jokes Jack coming in. Look at, I look said hard red did. line. Look at look at what you did. Hard red line. Sorry. There you go. Campus sites. That's right. Campus awesome. sites. But it is going to be very depressing. We are going to get into. You'll get your you'll get your playoffs on the weekend. Your NFL playoffs on the weekend. But those will dwindle week to week, Josh. That sports calendar. Unless you're a big college basketball fan, that thing starts to dwindle a little bit. So you yeah, you got to search a little bit. That's why it's it's reading season again, folks. I'm reading books again. It's going to be great. All right, all right. Oh yeah, we, and then uh, we've made people are going to demand the book club on the I eighty club. The book too. club pod. Hell yeah, yeah. let's <laughs> oh, do that. Oh my gosh, we've already read like three books this year. God, calm. Jeez, stop it. Yeah. Holy crap. She, dude, I was I was watching th- her. I was watching her listen to a book this weekend, and she almost started crying. And then she was like, I didn't want to cry because I'm reading the same book, by the way. And she's like, I didn't want to cry to give it away. And then she was like, oh, crap. But I guess I just kind of spoiled that I was almost going to cry. I thought you were going to. I could tell that you were very emotional at the end of the book. I thought you were going to say she was listening to a book while reading a book. And that's how she's getting so many done. (laughs) That'd be a hell of a way to that'd be a hell of a way to do it. I I haven't ever I haven't ever done an audio. Oh, okay. Now we have an audio book debate going on. Love it. Like and you know what? I have never, I've never listened to an audiobook, not once. I listen really? to tons of podcasts, and I've been doing a lot better with reading books. I've probably read, I probably read five books this year, which is more than zero to one most years before that. Josh with a horrible take. He says that audiobooks don't count. What in the hell? I don't know. Like I've never, I've never done. <laughs> I don't know if I'd story. like it. And then I don't want to get locked into some subscription crap from Amazon or something. That's actually my biggest concern with it is finding a service that she isn't. does it from the library. She she just she gets her books from the library. Jeez. Yeah. Audiobooks from the library. I suppose. Yeah, I guess I did know there were apps or things you could do that with. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. You might wait for two dollars if you get to cancel. <laughs> I got I got a there's a car wash here in town. I can't cancel with them. I'm just indebted to that. They're just going to take twelve dollars out of my account for the rest of my life and then my children's accounts. And there's nothing I can do to stop it. Wow, do we need a book? We need a book spot as well, I guess. Look at that. All right, People book. Cool. What do we make? Okay, let me ask this. Somebody said pop culture. I don't really love that term. I mean, see, yeah, I could, I could tell. Why, why are you out on pop? culture? No, no, it's not that I. But it's like I could totally get it if we have TV and movie or individual shows, or or something like that, well, right? But pop culture feels like for every damn show. It, out it, there. it feels like uh, talking a lot about Benefer and stuff when you say pop no, culture. What? It will be shows that people actually watch. No, I want to, I, I want people to talk about the shows they watch. I just want a different name for the board, or maybe make the boards more specific. Josh, I just don't I don't like the term pop culture for what we're talking said about. TV and movie, a TV movie board. How about that? I want a Yellowstone board. I want Yellowstone twenty four hours yeah, a day. You can go hang out. You you see. By the way, Steve Sipple is ripping on this show left and right. It is the biggest surprise of the century. Sipple doesn't Sipple like Yellowstone. No, he thinks the writing is trash. What? Yeah, it's so funny. He rips it like all the time now. I can't believe he doesn't like Yellowstone. Yeah, Dude, he that shows great. Pretty funny. Oh man, yeah, pretty funny. All right, 
All right. Well, somebody suggest uh, exactly how we do our. Uh, it's a bit. <laughs> I would uh, suggest how we do our our. Oh, Sipples is a bit. Uh, it's a bit. It's a bit. It was. It was a bit. What was my quote? It qu- was a bit. <laughs> People say that to me in the club all the time now. Ah. It was a bit. <laughs> we need it for a T-shirt. Put it. Uh, put it in the merch put it store. On a shirt. It was a bit. All in caps. Uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm fine to open uh, open up some new chat channels or whatever. Just tell me which ones you want. And we yeah, can... Biff, Wh- as the resident real cowboy in the club, Yellowstone is trash. Yeah, Biff, I've, uh, he, he has cowboy boots oh, and everything. Oh, man. Don't yeah. do that. Don't tell me that. I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that. Okay? I just would like to be in. I, I don't not believe him. I'm sure he's right. But I just want to be oblivious to that fact. Nice. Because I want to live on the Dutton Ranch for a week. And that's all. Just a week. And mainly now do it's time to end the podcast. I don't want to talk about yellow. And mainly do the stuff in the bunkhouse where they play poker and drink beer and strum a guitar. That's mainly what I want to do. So. All right, Josh is trying to end the podcast now because I'm talking about Yellowstone. So I guess we too, will. Too much Yellowstone. Saturday morning, nine nine thirty a.m. We good for nine thirty? Yep. yep. Uh, nine thirty a.m. Monday. And what do we decide exactly with the? Are we going to do second half? For national, I, my thought was second half, but you, you you don't think that people would like it, so we don't have to. No, do we're it. no, no. It, it, you guys, uh, if you think, yeah, no, if people would, we could just do the third quarter. I don't know. What do you want to do? Are we gonna? But are we gonna? Okay, here's the question. This is the question. Are we actually streaming it in a video channel, or are we just? I think we almost have to for that because I don't want spoiler alerts for that one. No, that's what I was thinking. So I mean, look. I just wanted the game on where we're all watching it okay. at the club. So then, yeah, I'm not getting spoiled. Let's start it. I don't care. I mean, if I'm going to do the third quarter, I might as well do the whole thing. I don't. Okay. It's Sounds not good. like Watch I, the second half. All right. Second half. We will do the second half of the national championship game uh, live in the club. A watch party, if you will. Live in the club. For Monday night. Uh, and then, and then uh, yeah. And we'll keep you updated if there's anything else. Plus Sunday, as you said, the Nebraska ball pod. So. Yep. All right, that is it for Tuesday night in the club. Thank you for your flexibility with us on changing the night of this. We just did not think it felt right. Nobody was really in the mood last night. So appreciate your flexibility there and back at it Saturday. Goodbye, podcasters. Have a great day and or night. Bye.